Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine. And I'm Gray. This week, we are talking about Australia's T-Rex called the Burunjor. Yeah. This is... Really, there's no more concise summary except uh, people in Australia have been supposedly having sightings of a creature that appears to be a T-Rex or something similar for maybe thousands of years. Yeah, right. Like all the way back to like Australian Aboriginal like cave paintings and rock art and stuff. Yeah. So obviously most of you probably know uh, the T-Rex along with dinosaurs in general went and went extinct like 65 million years ago. Or uh, did they? Or did they? I, I almost put like that exact thing. I almost put like a question mark, like maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but Aboriginal tribal peoples tell tales of the Boringer. I don't really, this is one of the few times I actually looked up how to pronounce that, but I still don't know if I'm doing it right. Yeah, it didn't help at all. No, it didn't help at all. We're just going to say it like 10 different ways this whole episode. So Yeah. Like eventually if we do it enough, one of them will be correct. Right. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, a huge reptilian nocturnal creature that has apparently devoured camels, cattle, and kangaroos. Right. Um, in the state of Victoria, indigenous people call it the Muramuri. So ah. there you go. Um, I have to say this is one of, I think only two, two episodes that we've done that are Australian. Yeah. I believe the other one was a Somerton man. Classic. Um, and we have to do a special shout out to one of our biggest fans, Scotto. Yep. Scotto. Scotto, we love you. He yes. lives in Australia. He is awesome. Um, he was very excited that we were doing another Australian episode and reminded us of many, many other great Australian topics that we have to do because we tried to make you guys guess what we were talking about today. Right. And Scotto was awesome and like guessed like eight different things. And Australia is a, a massive and weird place. So there's yeah. lots of stuff that we can look into. There is tons of stuff. Um, so consider this, you know, the second episode of many, but yeah, definitely one of the weirder. So this is sort of like, this isn't really entirely a cryptid, I guess, in the sense that people seem to actually think this is a dinosaur. Um, right. So I guess it's a, it's a, it's a cryptid in that it's, unknown sort of like how it exists or how it's here, but it's like a, a known, a known like non cryptological animal. Exactly. Technically. Yeah. So there, there were T-Rex in Australia. Um, at some point I did read an article from 2012 that was talking about researchers uncovering like a higher than expected biodiversity of meat eating dinosaur fossils from like 105 to 120 million years ago in Southeastern Australia, um, including hmm. their very own nine meter tall T-Rex. So That's very on brand for Australia too, to have a bunch of like wild, horrifying meat eating creatures. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think from what I've, you know, the little that I've heard, I feel like Australia has a ton of animals that you wouldn't want to mess around with. Yeah. I feel like there's, there's that one, picture like i'm sure i'm gonna get it wrong but it's something like you know there's like a snake like fighting oh. with a scorpion and there's like yep. some other weird shit happening and it's just like this is just another day in australia yep so a lot of stuff like i feel like i just wouldn't want to go out into the wilderness by myself in australia no um correct us if we're wrong about that scotto 
or are you are you terrified to leave the house every day? Or is he even still alive from the oh, wild meat-eating creatures? Yeah, maybe Scotto got got by the T-Rex. We'll see. We will see. So this creature that people are seeing, as usual with cryptid and cryptid type creatures, we always have to assume that it's probably not just one creature, most likely right. multiple, just like Bigfoot and all of that. They're very likely is not just one of these, but anyways, it's described right. as being a giant lizard, um, 20 to 25 feet. I say long and tall. So like if you can picture a T-Rex, you know, typically like technically, I guess you'd say that they were tall cause it's like from the top of their head to the bottom of their tail. But right. the way that they stand is sort of like tail dragging and they're sort of hunched over. So that's where you get the long from. Hmm. Um, yeah, 20 to 25 feet long, small clawed hands, sometimes described as, quote, almost useless. Um, sturdy, like a T-Rex. Yeah, like a T-Rex. Sturdy back legs, like Mothman. <laughs> Very muscular back legs. Always muscular back legs. <laughs> rippling, just rippling Oof. legs. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Horrifying to think about. Like, look at those quads. Uh. Uh, a long tail that typically is dragging behind. Uh, serrated teeth and it's bipedal. Yep. Also like Mothman. Right. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop. Nothing wing, like Mothman. Wingless Mothman. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been suggested that it is reptilian, possibly with feathers, whose diet consists of kangaroos and other large mammals. Um, I want to put a I want to put a pin in the feather thing because I want to talk about that specifically with one of the sightings. You know what? Me too. Actually. Yeah. I would love to put a pin in that. Um. Ancient Aboriginal artwork supposedly displays a three-toed bipedal creature with small front legs and a huge mouth, very different from their obvious kangaroo art. So if anybody yep. just thought that like, oh, they're just, they were drawing kangaroos, it, it looks very different from what um, is actually their kangaroo art. So for the record too, I looked up the size of kangaroos because I was curious mm. and kangaroos like average like 9.2 feet. Yeah. So not so even like close. More than twice as big as a kangaroo. Yeah. So you can't just mistake that for that. Right. Yeah. You likely wouldn't. And I guess, you know, we'll kind of get into this in the theories, but yeah, it's, I feel like the sizing of things is always potentially up for debate when it comes to that. But I feel like, yeah, I think it'd be hard to see something like even a large kangaroo and mistake it for being twice its size. Right. I agree. Um, so yeah, supposedly Aboriginal peoples, even in recent years, will like avoid certain locations in which this creature has been seen or if like tracks had shown up somewhere. Um, so yeah, there's been a bunch of different sightings. Like in 1922, there was apparently a quote, big lizard monster spotted that was bipedal and moved its tail from side to side when it walked, which is terrible. Like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Exactly. Um, Throughout the 1950s, Australian cattle ranchers reported a large bipedal creature leaving tracks after eating their livestock. Um, they'd find like mutilated half-eaten remains of cows and bulls over like a wide area. Um, crocodiles were first suspected. Again, like, okay, I need like need to wrap my brain around. This just like wouldn't really be a thing here, I don't think. I mean, I guess maybe there'd be cattle ranchers like down in a place like Florida where there could be crocodiles coming out of the water to eat right. cows. But that just feels like such a weird thing. Like, Oh, we thought it was crocodiles eating our cows. Right. Like what is going Classic on in Australia? Australia. <laughs> We're just going to keep saying that even though we have no idea. I know. Right. As if we've been to Australia. Just fucking classic. Um, 
But yeah, they thought it was crocodiles until someone spotted a quote fearsome modeled 20 foot creature with a cow in its jaws that supposedly left behind a bush and out of sight. Jeez. That's a um, big bush. Yeah. Right. Like a big bush and also a big creature to have any large chunk of a cow in its jaws. Right. Um, searchers went out on horseback for some reason and found the tracks and followed them through rough jungle terrain to some swampland. And then the cattle dogs got nervous and like peaced out. And then the horses got nervous. And so most of the searchers very smartly left, but some of them, two of them continued on foot, which is insane. Um, and then, yeah, they found more tracks in like an open area beyond the swamp. And then one of them saw the shadowy outline of a 30 foot tall creature in the distance. And they ran off. Oof. I just like, you saw something that had a cow in its jaws and you went after it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, uh, like, I'm all, I would go in the opposite direction. Yeah. That cow is way bigger than you. Yeah. Um, yeah, in 1957, so most of these sightings supposedly happened in, uh, what is called the Northern Territory of Australia, by the way. Okay. Seems to be located just in this particular area. Um, yeah, 50 cattle began to panic and the ranchers were perplexed. So they kind of went to check it out and they heard a loud grunting slash snorting noise that was heard. And then they saw the silhouette of a tall creature flee into nearby scrubland and then at daybreak, they found more mutilated cattle, some of them like half eaten. Jeez. So, and like the grunting slash snorting was sort of described as like, yeah, similar to what you would hear from a large animal like that kind of like, you know, exerting effort to walk around, like to move around type of thing. Oh, right. Which is creepy. I mean, yeah, like I can't imagine hearing that and then like seeing a 30 foot tall creature. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time. Even if this is like 20 feet or 30 feet long, still like seeing something that large out anywhere. I just... And like, even if you have a gun, like you're not going to be able to take whatever that thing is down, you know? No. Yeah, it's definitely not going to happen. Um, Yeah, 1960, there were some three-toed tracks found um, near Alice Springs and Mount Isa, which is also in the Northern Territory. Um there was like a story in the late seventies of this man, Brian Clark, who got lost in the woods and was tracked by policemen and two Aboriginal Bushmen who woke up one night during their search to the sound of thunderous footsteps and the ground shaking. Um, and it was said that it was this burn drawer. Hmm. Um, so, and I guess like they basically told the guy once they found him, like, dude, don't get lost out here again. Cause we're not coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> like that scared them bad enough that they were like, nah, fair warning we good um and then the most recent sighting of this burn drawer was in 1985 supposedly a family was traveling to roper river again in northern territory and reported seeing a 20 foot long monster covered in feathers so covered in feathers has not been spotted since yeah so 85 was the last sighting right yeah so quite a while ago um which is interesting yeah, and this burn drawer has been cited as a piece of evidence for some believers in young earth creationism. Did you see anything about this? Oof. Uh, no, but that makes sense now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, anyone who doesn't know, young earth creationism is a form of creationism which says that earth and its life forms were created in their present forms by supernatural acts of a deity between six to 10,000 years ago. <laughs> Gray is like... <laughs> you guys can't <laughs> like, see, but I'm rubbing my eyes in stress. He's, yeah, he's like rubbing his temples right now, just like, uh. uh for um, the record, 
We I want to say like I apologize flyers. to any creationists. But no, <laughs> no, I don't. No, we will not. We're not doing flat Earth, and we're not doing young Earth creationism because those are two very knowable things. Knowable things, yeah. I I want to apologize to anybody who's creationist, but at the same time, I don't because y'all You're should wrong. know better. <laughs> you are actively ignoring science. Oof. Yeah, I had a great bumper sticker on my car for a while that said, "I'm a creationist. I believe man created God." Ayo. It was awesome. It it's true. got a lot of like double takes because people, especially people who knew me, like would see it and be like, the fuck? Wait and then they'd second. look closer and they were like, oh. True. That's a good one. But Wow. Okay. So yeah. So uh, the idea being that this Burringer is an example of um, dinosaurs living concurrently with human beings and therefore the fossil record is being falsified by some unknown group of people. Yeah. People who... I don't even there's like, like a creationist uh, museum in Ohio that of course it's in Ohio of yeah. course it's in Ohio I know that I see every time we've gone to Cincinnati I it's like you can see a sign for it off one of the highways and so almost every time we go we see the sign for it and there's always part of me that wants to go just to see right like the hell's going on over there but then I really don't because you're never like actually done it. giving them money yeah yeah legitimizing that yeah there's like a fee i have to pay to get in there and i'm like yeah no so yeah and obviously their theories abound and that's pretty much all the info that we have about this particular this is not a uh topic that has a wealth of information so that's basically all of the i'm using quotes for the word facts but that's all the facts that we have um so yeah into theories Basically, so for me, starting off with like, you kind of alluded to this before, Australia is big and has a lot of um, sort of open, unoccupied land. Yep. Which, so yeah, massive amounts of uninhabited space, particularly like even in this Northern Territory, um, makes it a little more believable to me that there could be something very unusual going on that, you know, it's not like seeing something in even like a smaller town in the United States or especially in a city where there's not a whole lot of places to go. Um, so right. this Northern territory has 520,900 square miles with a population of only 244,700. Jeez. So in comparison, London is 600 square miles. So 600 to the 520 plus thousand. And London has a population of 9 million. Wow. And even Maine has 35, a little over 35,000 square miles. So the Northern Territory is like 14 times the size square mileage of the state of Maine. And Maine has a population of 1.3 million. So that's over four times that of the Northern Territory. Wow. I didn't like realize how sparsely populated Australia is in that area. Yeah. And it's crazy. Even like, I mean, anybody who doesn't live here in Maine, I mean, not that there's obviously not nearly as much open space as that, but there's still quite a bit of Maine that is just, you know, woods and farmland and stuff. Like we're not, it's not a a super densely populated state. So, oh no, right. You know, that's, that's saying something that we have, we're one fourteenth of the size with four times the population in the state. So, I have to think that it's definitely possible in a place where there really aren't very many people in a huge amount of land um, 
that there could be something weird hiding out there. Right. Like it's kind is it reminds me almost of like, you know, the bottom of the ocean where it's so big, so unexplored and there's like so many places to hide. That's yeah. something like weird and unknown to science could be, you know, not like intentionally eluding like humans, but has just by an accident, like I guess by definition, if you had some, you know, dinosaur that survived the last 65 million years, it would be good at surviving and hiding and eluding predators, which is why it has survived for so long. Right. So, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a whole lot of, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. Um, so it's theorized to be a descendant of uh, mega raptorids. Like there's uh, one called Australovenator, uh, mega raptor and rapator. So I really did oh. not know that some dinosaur names were so like, I honestly, like I had to look these up cause I'm like, these can't be real. This is like, that sounds fake. There's actually a dinosaur called mega raptor, like rapator. That sounds like mega a cartoon raptor. dinosaur. I don't know. Um, so I learned a lot about dinosaurs. This was definitely a topic where I almost went down some holes that I didn't need to go down. <laughs> Cause I was like reading all about dinosaurs and I'm like, okay, this isn't an unknowable topic, but it's kind of cool. This, yeah. Why not? Um, so mega raptora is a clade did not know that word. Um, a clade is a natural group also known as a natural group. It's a group of organisms that are composed of a common ancestor and all its lineal descendants. Like, okay. How interesting is that? Um, so yeah, a clade of carnivorous theropod dinosaurs. Um, kind of thought at this point I would have already said what theropod was, but I'm going to get there. Um, so Megaraptorian material, AKA like fossils is common in Australia. And the largest known predatory dinosaur from the continent was Australovenator. So that being said, if we think that this is potentially a descendant of Australovenator, that doesn't seem, it's not impossible. Right. Um, improbable, but not impossible. Exactly. This particular dinosaur was said to be 20 feet long and, um, as a relatively lightweight predator, very light on its feet deemed by paleontologist Scott Hucknell as the quote cheetah of its time. So Uh, if we (laughs) want to, and the guy sounds like a cool guy just based on that quote alone. So I guess in that, that particular quote working in our favor maybe is just the fact that like, if this was a very um, same size as what people have been seeing, but also like lightweight predator, it's sort of like can just be quiet and do its own thing. I don't know. Um, hmm. And mega Raptor in particular seemed promising to me. I was looking at illustrations of like recreations of its appearance that people had done based on fossil remains. It kind of just looks like a big deranged bird, which, you know, is feathered. Yeah. Yeah, which Birds leads are descended from dinosaurs. Exactly, which leads into um I didn't really know this super well before reading about this, but Siberian fossils of a tufted two-legged running dinosaur dating from 160 or so million years ago suggest that almost all dinosaurs were likely covered in feathers. What the fuck? Boom, yeah, that's been like a big thing in paleontology in the last like 10 years. I did not know that. I mean, I knew that some of them were, but I didn't know that it was likely that most of them were covered in feathers. So like the, the raptors from Jurassic Park mm. were most likely covered, like all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park should have been covered in feathers. That's wild. So the fact that that very last sighting in 1985, they yes. saw 
a large, like, reptilian creature covered in feathers. Yes. So in the 80s, the predominant theory about dinosaurs was that they were, like, smooth and scaly. Mm. And so for these people to have seen a large feathered animal was going against conventional science. Yeah. So, like, they wouldn't know for another 20-ish years, 25 years, that dinosaurs were covered in feathers. That's true. So, that, like, seems almost more plausible because it was accurate, but it was going against the science of the time. Right. Yeah, what what they thought was known at the time. Huh. Yeah, I had no idea. And we, I will, there's another theory as we go along here that could also explain the feathers, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, I, I had no idea. So now you know. Yeah, these dinosaurs, ancestors of modern burns. Crazy. Fucking crazy. Um, so another theory is it is potentially a dinosaur that has so far not appeared in the fossil record. Um I my one thing that I'll say this episode is I'm not an expert in dinosaurs, but <laughs> I don't know how likely it is that something could not appear in the fossil record. I don't I know. Think- I, again, am also not a paleontologist or an expert on dinosaurs. No way. But from what little I've read, it's very likely that it's only like a tiny percentage of creatures that have lived that actually leave fossils because Hmm. in order to leave fossils behind is a very like rare and specific situation. Hmm. So the vast majority of animals that have lived and died have not left fossils. That's crazy. I mean, that makes sense makes a lot of sense because i guess it's like you know it something has to be like covered at just the right time and it's decomposition process and covered long enough and be in the right like uh sediment to replace Mm. the bones with minerals and blah 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 Hmm. so it's very i think it's it's likely that there are you know so many i again not an expert i'm not going to try to throw out a number but it's maybe more than hundreds of types of dinosaurs. Right. I don't know. <laughs> just we're just guessing at this point. Just complete conjecture. Yeah, we're guessing about a lot of things in this episode. Um but yeah, so okay, that makes sense. So yeah, like there's a lot of factors that need to line up just right for there to be fossils. So it's not like of what we found, we feel like we've got most of them. Like we're actually feeling like we've only got a percent like a small percentage. Exactly. Okay. So you know, and we just talked, um, God, what were we just talking about? The, that fish that I can't pronounce the name of the crazy prehistoric fish. Oh man. Um, I can picture it in my head. Yeah. I don't oh, even oh, want the, co- the coelacanth. Yeah. That, that is again, like kind of works in our favor in the sense that that was a fish that was thought to be extinct long, long before that. Right. And, realizing that oh yeah like that has been still living i don't think it's too far-fetched to think that there could be some type of dinosaur still living no. um i don't remember exactly when that fish was thought to have gone extinct but still the idea that there there are things out there and again our world is not fully explored and cannot be fully like monitored at all times so the thought that like we know everything that's out there is crazy because we just can't Right. Um, like there are new species being discovered still now on a regular basis. So it's not like we have this full hundred percent understanding of everything. Right. Um, so yeah, that's just one of the theories. Um, 
Some think it's actually a bipedal carnivorous marsupial related to thylacines. So. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, so marsupials, if you don't know, think of like, not you, but listeners think of like kangaroos, koalas, wombats, um, typically wombats. like a common <laughs> wombat common thread is animals that carry their undeveloped young in a pouch, which is cool. I kind of wish I could do that. It'd be awesome. Have you ever seen the inside of a, of a pouch? No. Like, of, like those, oh man, it is It's gross. not, it? it is not as cute as you would think it is. Ah, it's just like, it's just like raw skin. Ah, like if you were like a burn victim and you had like raw skin on hmm. your arm or whatever, that's what the inside of the pouch is like. Interesting. It's like an unclosed wound. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You just think it's like a fuzzy little pouch, don't you? Nope. It's like the texture of the inside of a womb. Huh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I saw that one time and I was like, oh, like oh. I didn't, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't. <laughs> the Skype just froze on you making that face, by the <laughs> way. Uh, amazing god wow okay well gross now you know yeah now i know well yeah so this could be some type of marsupial we don't know um 70 percent of existing marsupial species live on the continent of australia i did not know that interesting um and thylacines for anybody who doesn't know will um which will be a future episode for sure Yep. is also known as the Tasmanian tiger. They were one of the largest known carnivorous marsupials and they are thought to be extinct with the last one, last known one live. Uh, wow. Last S- known live one. Jesus. Yep. Can you tell we don't edit these episodes? Ew. Ew. Captured in 1933, but some believe that they do still exist. Um, so it's another cool, sort of similar to this episode where it's not a cryptid. It's not a completely unknown, un categorized or cataloged creature it's just that we think it's extinct but maybe not right um so it could be related to that um but yeah there there are definitely skeptics out there of course um some believe that so i got some of these skeptic points from i told you about this before we started recording but some of this info that i got came from a reddit thread so as reliable as that can be so you know it's legit yeah you know it's legit because some dude with a completely anonymous username said it, but there were several threads, really not many. This is not a super known topic. I would expect that probably a majority of you have never heard of this creature. Um, I hadn't the gray literally the other day, like we were like, what are we going to record? And gray's like, look up Australia's T-Rex. And I was like, Oh (laughs) shit. Okay. Shit. Of course. Um, so, but yeah, there were a couple threads about this creature and there was one particular dude that popped up on all of the threads to basically just like shoot down anybody who was like, yeah, I think this could be legit. He was like, no. And this is why. Um, so that dude, I don't remember his username. I'm sorry. Um, he said, if a dinosaur like that still survived in Australia, not only would we know about its existence, but it would be the top predator of the continent. And we likely wouldn't see the diversity of large apex predators and large mammals that we have seen in Australian fossils because they simply wouldn't have existed. Um, again, assuming like that this dinosaur came to be millions of years ago and has been roaming even just this particular area of Australia that it would have been doing so all this time and that it wouldn't like those other apex predators wouldn't have even Hmm. continued to exist because they would have been wiped out by this particular predator. Um, I mean, that's not terrible logic. That does make right? some sense. Yeah, exactly. Like I, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, yeah. Um, also it brought up that it wouldn't 
have even been restricted to that one area for the same reason. If that would have been like the top predator of the area, it wouldn't have had a reason to not spread um, and move around because what reason would it have to stay so secluded, I suppose. Um, Right. And then some doubt the veracity of this creature period, because almost all accounts of Berenger sightings and existence start in uh, the mid nineties and come from one man, Rex Gilroy, um, an Australian cryptozoologist, paranormal researcher, conspiracy theorist, and author. Uh, hmm. Him and his wife, Heather, have investigated many cryptids as well as UFOs. They published a book in 2013 called Berenger with an exclamation point. The search for Australia's living Tyrannosaurus. Um, so again, like it's not that he's the only person who claims to have seen it. He claims that he's spoken with people, including, you know, these sort of native people to Australia who have supposedly heard stories about these Aboriginal sightings and whatever. Um, but he's really like every sighting that you hear about comes through him is in his book is in his writing. So there's some thought of like, why hadn't this been recorded anywhere before he started looking type of thing? Um, obviously that could be legit. Could not be. He might just be the one person who's gotten really into it. Obviously there's lots of myths and urban legends and stories passed down in all kinds of different cultures that maybe aren't necessarily recorded in the more classic way, but are just kind of like a known thing for the area. And maybe he just heard about it and got interested and he's just the one who's been publishing stuff about it. Um, But you know, it does make it a little more suspect when it's not, you know, it's like, why hadn't we heard this word before 1995? Right. So that was, that was a big, a big point there as far as whatever. Um, And then one of the other, things was talking about um, that particular story about the guy who got lost in the woods and they woke up to like the ground shaking. Um, so theropods are a diverse group of dinosaurs that are characterized by their bipedal nature and three toes, as well as their hollow bones. And again, that hmm. paleontologist calling them like the, um, what do you say? Like referring to them as the cheetahs of their time. Yeah. <laughs> it's likely that they wouldn't have been crashing around like that. You know, Right. Them being such apex predators, like they, they probably aren't just bumbling and thundering around. They would have been uh, very light on their feet and graceful. And so they wouldn't have just been like crashing through the woods. So Hmm. there's that. Again, fair point. Again, that's assuming that it is a dinosaur, that it is like this theropod. It may not be. Um, So... Basically, some people thought, too, if it weren't for the bipedal tracks, that it could have been mistaken for a uh, megalania, don't know if I'm saying that right, which is a prehistoric giant monitor lizard that lived in the area more recently. The youngest fossil remains were like 50,000 years ago. Hmm. So, but some people do think that it still could be this monitor lizard rearing up on two legs, which apparently is a thing that they do um, or can do, which. How big did you say they were? Um, I don't know if I looked up how big those actually got. It seems like 20 feet seems intense, but right. I don't know for sure. Hmm. Um, and then some people think that it could be a Genyornis, a large flightless bird that lived in Australia and became extinct again, like 30,000 years ago. Um, or if we want to get super simple, people just misidentifying emus or cassowaries. Um, 
Interesting. Yeah. Cassowaries in particular are known as the world's most dangerous bird due to, they have like have the ability to inflict serious and even fatal injuries to large mammals when provoked. Um, they're super shy. They mostly are found deep in the forest and they're really adept at like disappearing before humans even know they're there. Hmm. Um, but even emus, which are the second largest living bird only grow to be like five feet long. And both of these birds typically only eat things like plants and insects and snails and stuff. So they're not eating fucking cows. Right. Exactly. So and again, you're not mistaking it for literally five times the size that it actually is. Well, exactly. Like even if I would have to think, even if you saw an emu or a cassowary in the dark and you were terrified, there's no way you're going to think that that thing is three times or four times its size. Like maybe you'd think it's like 10 feet. Right. if you're exaggerating out of fear, but are you going to see a five foot long creature and think that it's actually 20 feet long? That seems insane. Oh yeah. So hmm. not sure about that. Mostly because of the, what they're eating. Like if they're not even eating any type of, they're not even eating small mammals. They're not, there's no way a cassowary is going to take down a cow. No. And especially like not, if somehow it managed to kill a cow, it's not going to like carry it in its mouth, in its beak or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't even think with like that size. And I mean, the only thing working in the favor is people seeing a giant dinosaur looking like sort of reptilian looking creature with feathers. I mean, emus and cassowaries do. I mean, they literally are like living dinosaurs. Um, right. That's not even like just describing what they look like. That's literally what they are. And they're pretty scary looking like even in daytime. I yes. always like never understand people like at the petting zoos and shit that are like, Oh, emus. I'm like, dude, that thing will fuck you up. Yeah. They, they're always just kind of like, like antsy and like pacing around and always just like agitated. Yeah. And they're huge and they've got like those giant beaks and yeah, they're just, they're wonderful animals. I'm sure, but I don't want to get that close to one. Yes. So, that definitely, it fits the general description aside from the size, which is a huge discrepancy, but yes, it is a giant like feathered dinosaur. So yeah, it's got that going for it, but yeah, you're not going to see an emu or a cassowary running off with a cow in its mouth. No, I, at least I fucking hope not. Yeah. I really like, I'm just picturing, you know, some type of like food chain gone wild where like these fucking birds that normally eat plants are just like going insane and eating a bunch of mammals. I don't even know what would cause that. Some kind of virus or yeah. Prion disease. Exactly. So that's probably not happening. So the theories are kind of so all over the place that it's like, is this a descendant of an actual dinosaur? Is this the dinosaur that we think is descended from that's been living there all these years? Like why, why are they not just, all over the place. If these are apex predators that have nothing above them, why haven't they spawned more? Why aren't they just everywhere? Like, yeah. What the hell do you think is going on? Hmm. I think I really want to believe that there is a (laughs) T-Rex in the Australian outback. Yeah. I would love that. I really think it's probably Maybe that monitor lizard standing on its hind legs. Yeah. And, you know, it's possible. I guess it's more likely that a monitor lizard could grow to an excessive, like, 
unprecedented size. Right. I mean, the, the carrying the cow in the jaws. I know, right? Is what still throws me off. Because even if it was like bigger than average, it's still not going to be able to pick up a cow. Like not even a kangaroo could pick up a cow. Right. So, see, I want to believe. I want to believe that, you know, 65 million years ago when the Earth was hit with that comet, there was some like breeding pair of T-Rexes that were like in a cave somewhere that were protected from the fallout from the meteor and somehow survived that whole cataclysm and have just survived the Australian outback, keeping their population low. And, you know, maybe there's not enough food in the Australian outback to survive or to um, support, you know, a huge percentage of T-Rexes or maybe, I mean, we don't know about the the behavior of T-Rexes. They could have been extremely territorial and they could like fight each other to the death. Right. And then they could have gone extinct in 1985 right after that last sighting. Yeah. Yeah. There was, Sony mentioned, I think what you said about there maybe not being enough food. Apparently there's a lot of like feral camels out in the Australian outback. Like again, what is going on? What? I had feral camel is a phrase I had never heard. Exactly. Like I had to, I did like a double take of like, what? Like, all right. So the idea there was that there's like plenty to eat, but I don't really know. Um, Hmm. I did just look up the Megalania to see that big monitor lizard. Right. Yeah. It looks like, so early estimates of the size did put it at, the largest ones around 23 feet. Um, apparently later in like the early two thousands, it was downsized to like maybe 15 feet that I could believe though, if it was this giant monitor lizard, if it can rear up on its hind legs and 15 feet to 20 feet as an estimate, if you saw something terrifying, isn't that much of a stretch. I don't think. Right. Um, I know. I mean, again, personally, I think if I saw something like that, even, even if you just told me like, Hey, look at this car and tell me how long it is. I couldn't fucking tell you. So if I saw a giant lizard that reared up on its hind legs and like had a cow in its mouth, I don't think I'm going to accurately give you the size of it down to like a few feet. I think it's safe to say I might be off by a few feet. So it could also be a baby cow, right? doesn't have to be a full size cow and it could look like a full size cow. True. So that, that maybe seems like the most likely to me. Although again, I, I would love to think that there's just T-Rexes like walking around yep. in Australia, you know, as recently as the eighties, that would be kind of cool. That'd be wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I would love, we should like do an episode at some point. That's just talking about the sort of the mentality and like the psychology behind why things like this, where there's most likely, I mean, yes, I would love to think that there's a T-Rex out there and like, man, I feel like we're just getting more skeptical as the show goes on. I know. Like we used to just like every episode we're like, nope, it's this totally fucked up thing. And now I feel like we're kind of like, "Eh, it's probably just a big lizard, but yeah, I mean, there's just, there are some, you know, like Jersey devil. I can't get down with that. Yeah. The Jersey devil is definitely, that's the one where I'm just like, no, like I don't even entertain the thought of it being real. And, and I would love for it to be. And I still like in my mind, when I think of Jersey devil, I do think of like this weird ass creature that like, you know, some five-year-old drew up cause they were just like, Oh, like give it the yep. horns of this and the feet of this or whatever. But I just don't think it's real. But, um, I, I would love to like do an episode on the psychology behind whole areas of people and cultures and like 
towns and villages and stuff where there's something like this where it's like yes most likely it is just some giant ass lizard but what potentially makes people like go to this crazy explanation that is sort of like this kind of fantastical like requires some interesting imagining and coming up with this sort of fictional world where there's these t-rexes roaming the countryside right I love it though. Like, because that's where my mind goes to when I think of something like this, like, yes, my, my brain does want to default to like, totally. There's some T-Rex out there. It's way cooler. Yeah. It's way cooler. That's just like how I've always felt about this stuff is like life would be cooler if most of this stuff was real. I think, Hmm. but yeah, unless you unless you live in Australia and you happen to find a T Rex. True. Yeah, unless you just happen upon one and you're like, all oh, right. Yeah, it didn't seem like there were any known stories of like the T Rex actually hurting any people. Yeah. So there's that. It's just I mean, T Rexes got to eat. Right. Yeah, we've hmm. talked about that before with various creatures, like supposedly getting animals and stuff. Like it's a shame. Even Mothman killing those dogs. You know, it's like it's a bummer, but. Mothman's got to yeah. eat. Mothman, Mothman doesn't have the same morals eat. that we have. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Mothman One of my like a rare episode for me where I feel like I'm a dimensional creature that doesn't <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I I'm pretty firmly in the uh, monitor lizard camp. I would say. Me too. Which I mean, in Much and of itself, I, is I don't still an amazing be. thing. This like giant monitor lizard. That's it's like a irradiated. Like I mean, I think it was England tested their nuclear weapons in the Australian outback. Really? So maybe some monitor lizard got hit with some kind of like gamma radiation, and it's this giant like monster of a monitor lizard, which is cool and encrypted in and of itself. Right, like. Yeah, because this this particular monitor lizard was supposedly yeah fifty thousand years ago was the youngest fossil. Um, yeah, it says the Aboriginal settlers of Australia might have encountered them and been a factor in their extinction. Humans ruin everything. Classic. Um, we always do. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So that's yeah. I guess I didn't even think about that. So if this particular monitor lizard was supposedly extinct and maybe still is. Um, there's a illustration on the Wikipedia page that is, uh, two size estimations of megalania compared to, um, a couple of extant monitor lizards and a human. So there are monitor lizards that exist that are considerably smaller, you know, probably half the size of what megalania was supposed to be. Um, right. But like you said, if something, I mean, that's one of the theories about Mothman and, several other cryptids is that they are something that does exist that somehow has gotten deformed in some way. Um, and even potentially like a several generations worth of deformed creatures that are known creatures, but their deformities have made them unrecognizable in some certain way. So right. Yeah. Who's to say these aren't some crazy irradiated monitor lizards that are now, way bigger than they would be. And interesting to see. I wonder if Megalania was a carnivore. Hmm. I'm going to find out right now. I I think monitor lizards are because 
they are venomous to kill their prey. Oh, interesting. Interesting. What did Megalania eat? Yeah, ate mammals, snakes, reptiles, birds. Um, so who's to say? Hmm. So yeah, I think there's just a big giant monitor lizard or probably a bunch of them. Classic Australia. Classic Australia. Unless that dude um, just made it all up. Who knows? Which, in this moment, I don't want to believe that's true. No, I like never want to believe that's true. Partly just because I want it to be true, but also like I just don't understand. I mean, I guess the the reasoning that people would say would probably be for money, for right. book sales and all that stuff. So, but I don't know. And again, we've talked a lot about people. There are certain types of people that are, have certain types of interests that are going to be doubted by people no matter what they have to say. So yep. the very fact that this man would describe himself as a ufologist, as a cryptozoologist, as an expert in things that are paranormal, there's going to be a majority of people that are going to doubt anything he says. Um, right. I feel like that is very much still true even nowadays when those things are much more accepted and you know there's countless podcasts like ours that are talking about weird shit. It still is... I mean, I would be curious to know how many people listen to our podcast that actually believe in this stuff being true versus just being interested in the topics and liking to hear about it. Like how many people are really like, yes, you know, sound off in the comments. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Are you truly a believer in a lot of these things? I mean, not that you have to believe in every single topic, but like, are you generally a believer or is this just interesting topic matter for you? It's, stress reliever and sort of an escape from the real world? Or do you actually believe that some of this stuff is real? I definitely believe that some of this stuff is real. I do too. I don't think I want to live in a world where there's not some of this weird stuff going on. Right. Otherwise it's just boring. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the Berenger. So Scotto, we want to hear from you too. Do you, have you ever heard of this before? Do you, have you seen this? Yeah, have you seen this? Is Australia as terrifying as we think it is? Should we come there someday and do like a meet and greet with just Scotto? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Scotto. Just Scotto. It'd be great. But for real, shout out to Scotto. You're awesome. He's always yep. there telling us how awesome every episode is, even when we know that every episode is not awesome. Not all noble episodes are created equal. No, we, we know this. We're okay with it. It's... Oh, it's yeah. a bummer when it happens, but like we know that there are some. Hey. Like, I'm looking at you, Lost Colony of Roanoke episode. I was just going to say Roanoke. <laughs> Not our strongest episode. Just, you know, once in a while, it's a fascinating topic, really, but that was a very, very dense topic. And there wasn't really much weird about it. And it was one of those ones where you kind of start to look into it and you're like, oh, like it seems like we kind of know what happened here. Yeah. You're like, oh, this isn't unknowable. Yeah, it's it's technically unknowable, but like it's sort of knowable. And it was one of those ones where I feel like we needed we needed way more info to properly form more context, but the info that we needed was kind of boring. <laughs> so we just yes. didn't get as deep because like I remember looking at that Wikipedia page and it just to me looked like an insurmountable wall of information that I was just like, I can't. Can't do this. I just can't do it. So we we kind of, you know, abbreviated that one more than we should have to do it justice, but we just like aren't 
history buffs in that type of way. So it just wasn't like sparking joy. Right. Did not spark joy. Did not spark joy. So yeah, that one, every time I think of our past catalog, I'm like, ugh, damn it. They can't all be Mothman episodes. No, it's true. We came out pretty strong. So yeah, tell us what you think of uh, Burrenjor, all of you. Do you think it's real? Do you think it's a big lizard? Do you think it's a animal with a womb pouch on it? What do you think? Oof. Let us know. Let us know. And hit us up with any more Australian topics or just weird topics in general. Anything you want to hear, tell us. Hit us up on social media. Find us on Instagram. Also, welcome all of our new followers on Instagram. We've gotten like 100 new followers recently, which is crazy. Yeah. Welcome, so, welcome. Welcome to all of you. Um, but yeah, let us know what you want to hear. Tell us what you think. Send us over any weird stories. We want to hear from you. Please. Please. It's what we thrive on. We do. We love it. All right. Well, that's episode 48 of Unknowable. Unknowable. Love you.